أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا حبيبنا محمدًا عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا وداعيا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجا منيرا أما بعد قال الله تبارك وتعالى أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم المؤمنون والمؤمنات بعدهم أولياء بعد My brothers and sisters it's been a long time since we've been together like this well at least I haven't been to this masjid for a very long time it feels like years but alhamdulillah alhamdulillah we're back we thank Allah for enabling us to come back to pray again. For, for surely and certainly we've missed our masajids. We've missed our prayers in jama'ah. And we've certainly missed our jum'ah for so many weeks and months. May Allah forgive us all. It was not our intention, but circumstances have been imposed on us beyond our control. May Allah cure us from this illness this disease and relieve this humanity from this calamity. Ameen, Ya Rabbi. I've read a verse of the Quran which simply means a believing man and a believing woman is a protector of one another. Now I know perhaps you are getting ready to listen to Jum'ah Khutbah about something a bit more mellow. But today I'm afraid it's not going to be mellow so I'm going to warn you in advance. But what else do you expect from me except not to so mellow, especially from here? Yesterday, in the Guardian newspaper, a particular article that caught my attention, and it really shocked me to my core, not because I didn't know about it, but the extent of the problem was made so vividly clear that I couldn't stop but think about it for hours and end, and I even spoke to my children. And we had a fantastic argument around our dinner table. A conversation, perhaps. My children have now grown up. For those of you who have seen them grow, you have seen my daughter here when she was baby. You have seen my son here when the, he was baby. Both of them, alhamdulillah, quite big now, 15 and 12. So they're big boys and girls. This topic is sexual harassment of women. Yesterday, the Guardian newspaper said, almost all young women in the UK have been sexually harassed, a survey has found. A YouGov survey found almost all, 100% of those people interviewed, reported that they were sexually harassed in their life, somewhere, somehow, along the way. My brothers and sisters, reading that report, reading the analysis, and then listening to various radio stations throughout the day, about the horror stories of women who are coming and talking about it made me feel sick to the core. I felt so sick to the core, I wondered whether I should feel embarrassed of calling myself a man from today. For I could not imagine such sickness or people with such sickness exist in our midst. In our midst. Thousands of women, brothers and sisters, face daily sexual harassment perpetrated by men upon them. Some men think it's okay. 
they think it's okay to have a banter at the expense of women. They think it's okay to fool around by deriding, mocking, and belittling women. Let me tell you something, my brothers and sisters. This disgusting, degrading objectification of women is totally unacceptable, despicable, and is always wrong. Remember this. This disgusting, despicable, utterly shameful objectification of women is always wrong. Can never be tolerated and should never be accepted. In our society, in the Muslim society especially, this topic is not talked about openly and adequately enough. Because we feel it's embarrassing, it brings shame on our society. Well, my brothers and sisters, whether it brings shame on our society or whether it is embarrassing or not, I will talk about it. It is repulsive. It is nasty. It is disgusting. Some men think sexualizing their conversation, using vile language, expressing some of their repulsive and nasty thoughts and desires is acceptable. It isn't acceptable. It isn't acceptable under any circumstances. How would you like if that was to done to your daughter? I have a daughter. I'll kill the man who does that to my daughter. And I say this from the pulpit because I'm a father and I'm entitled to say that because I am responsible for her. Anyone violating my daughter's dignity and honor, I'll be the first one to go out and cause a war against that man anytime. And you do the same. You do the same. If somebody did that to your sister, you do the same. If somebody did that to your mother, you do the same. If somebody did that to your niece, you do the same. And yet many people don't stop and think when it is done to other women who are also daughters, mothers, sisters, nieces of other people on this earth. It is utterly despicable. I know Muslims don't do this, I know. Of course we don't. And I know we're not responsible for some of these awful stories that has been perpetrated or has been narrated by many. But guess what? We can't escape the reality. It does happen in the Muslim society. What constitutes sexual harassment, my brothers and sisters, is very simple. Unwanted, uninvited sexual behavior towards anyone. Unwanted, uninvited sexual behavior towards anyone is sexual harassment. In Islam, the only person who is allowed to receive or invite you is your wife or your husband. Everyone else is haram for you. Everyone else is haram for you. That's why Allah says in the Quran, and tell the believing man and tell the believing woman, when their eyes are filled with lust, they should lower it immediately. And Allah says to the believing woman to put their eyes, look down. Allah says the same to the man, lower your gaze. And it is not literally the lower your gaze. It says, lower that which follows from your gaze, the lust that comes with it. If it's lustful, turn away. Don't look at the same person again because you are now sinning. Rasulullah said, the second gaze is from shaitan. First gaze is allowed because it is normal, it's natural. You look at somebody, you won't be walking on the street with your eyes closed. You won't be look, walking on the street looking down. You won't be talking at some, uh, with somebody looking down. You will be talking with them. But the first gaze, which is allowed, if it is followed by a lustful gaze, it, it is from shaitan. And it is from shaitan means it is a sin. 
My brothers and sisters, men don't have a license to do anything they want. They don't. Women have not been created by Allah for you to objectify them and sexualize them. Allah has not created them for your nasty, disgusting sexual desires. No, they've been created just like you to worship Allah freely, to roam this earth freely, to go about their business freely without fearing of any attack or insecurities perpetrated by or threatened by men. Allah Azza wa Jalla has created man and woman for the same purpose. He says, Allah has created man and jinn. And here, ins means man and woman and jinn only to worship him freely, without fear, without prejudice, without threats. You know, women say they have to think twice before they leave their home because they're worried about their safety. My brothers and sisters, why do people, why do women have to think twice before they leave their home? Why do they have to worry about their safety? Why I don't think about my safety when I leave home? Of course, if it's a war zone, I will. If it's a trouble spot, I will. If I'm being stupid, then I should not go out, of course. If I'm going to, I'm a cyclist. If I'm going to cycle down North Circular Road, I am foolish. I should not be doing that, of course. If I'm going to be walking on a motorway, I'm foolish. I should not be doing that. But for as long as I'm going about doing my things normally, as a civilized, normal human citizen of this country or of the world, why should women be afraid of going out in the darkness or in the evening or in a quiet alley? Why are they worried about being attacked by men? Why? Something sickening is happening in the psyche of some men. And those men need to be challenged. Those men need to be locked up and punished severely. They need program to rehabilitate their thinking, their behavior, and their attitude towards women. And I say this to you because I am so disgusted to even call myself a man when I hear so many women have reported that they've been harassed sexually on a daily basis on the streets, in their workplaces, on the way to work in the underground. Allahu Akbar, my brothers and sisters, I cannot describe to you how upset and angry I am towards men generally for behaving like this. I'm not saying you do, but those who do, I am very angry at them. Have you stooped so low, O oh men? Have you stooped so low, O oh man, that you've become worse than the animals, that you won't treat your own sisters, your own mothers, and your own daughters, and your own nieces, and your own human race equally and with justice and fairness? Have you stooped so low? Brothers and sisters, it pains me greatly to talk about it. In the name of sexual pleasure and fantasy, some men stoop so low that they think degrading women is somehow acceptable and adds to their pleasure. La ilaha illallah. Astaghfirullah al-Azim. Allah forgive us and protect us from these evil thoughts. Degrading a woman for your pleasure. How is that pleasurable? And how does that tally with the verse of the Quran? Al-mu'minuna wal-mu'minat ba'duhum awliyaw ba'd. A believing man and a believing woman are a protector of one another. How does it tally with this very verse of the Quran? How? How are you protecting a woman if you're degrading them because you want to have your sick Fantasies fulfilled. My brothers and sisters, the sickening attitude has become normalized in our society today because we are not challenging those men. We are not allowing those people, we are not stopping those people, we are allowing them to breed the culture in our society, the sickening culture of objectification and sexualization of women. Must stop now. 
We must teach our children from the day they're born that they should treat their sisters, their mothers, every woman on the face of this earth like their mother and like their sister. You know, in our society, sadly, pornography plays a huge role. Pornography plays a huge role. And you may think, oh, Muslims are immune from it. Muslims are not. I do marriage counseling on a regular basis. In my counseling room, I get man and woman complaining of pornography addiction in their relationship, that which is destroying the character and the nature of relationship completely. I know you're saying, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Rajim. Please do say, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Rajim. Allah forgive us for such evil, but it is an infection, and that infection has taken its toll on the Muslim community too. And it is the pornography industry that normalizes, dehumanizes, objectifies, and sexualizes women like no other industry. And yet in our country, and yet in the Western world, it is perfectly legitimate and allowed. Full license is given for pornography industry to be set up from anywhere. Anyone can do it. It's okay, apparently. It is not okay. It is not okay, O civilized world. If you truly believed in okay and dignity of woman, you would ban pornography today. You would ban all types of pornography today. For pornography is a lethal weapon destroying and destruct, causing destruction in our society, objectifying women, degrading them, dishonoring them, and sexualizing them. They're not objects of your desire. They're creations of Allah. Honor them and respect them. My brothers and sisters, you know the types of stories that people have said about things that happen when it comes to sexual harassment? Let me give, some, give you some shocking headlines. Sexually staring at a woman. Allah says in the Quran, that's zina of your eyes. It's the zina of your eyes. Is fornication with your eye. Turn your eyes away. Zina of the eye. Most and the most prominent one in our society is men staring at women, ogling them with their eyes, committing adultery with their eyes. Number two, sexually talking about or to women. Number three, hurling sexually suggestive words. Number four, using sexual words and actions to degrade women. Touching women, again, an Islamic solution, don't touch somebody who is haram for you. Don't touch them because they're haram for you. Wallahi, it's a Quranic injunction. It is a prophetic injunction. Stay away, you'll be fine. But when society goes away from the teachings of the very nature by which Allah has created you and I, the fitra of Allah that he has made for you and I and his teachings, we see problem. And this is a problem in our society. Touching woman, groping woman, peeping on woman, upskirting woman, exposing yourself to woman, trawling on the internet, following woman, following woman around on the streets invading a woman's space of their privacy, sending sexually explicit and suggestive messages or photographs to women, creating fear in women, blackmailing women, sexually taking advantage of women, physically violating women, raping women, exposing women's privacy and their confidentiality, sexually comparing a woman with another woman. All of these constitute, my brothers and sisters, sexual harassment. Do you understand that? All of them. And look at the beautiful teachings of Islam. Turn your eyes away. Don't look at them because you'll commit zina. That is lustful. Turn your eyes away. Don't touch unless it is your halal, your wife, uh, your daughter in a halal way. Yes, of course. Your mother, the mark, of course. This is normal as far as compassion, mercy, and love is concerned. But somebody who's haram, don't touch them. You don't need to touch them. Why do you need to touch them? Don't meet a man and a woman in a private space. The third is shaitan. Rasulullah said, and many amazing ways of 
protecting and fortifying our society, my brothers and sisters. Let's return to the teachings of Islam, protect our society, and stop the degradation and dishonor and harassment of our women right now. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen wa salatu wa salamu ala Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Time is very short, so I'll be very, very quick. Brothers and sisters, three solutions I'd like to propose. Number one, teach your child from the day the child is born that man and woman are creations of Allah and that child must learn to honor them like he would honor his mother and his sister. Never degrade them, never violate them, never even look at them with lustful and desired eyes and if he does, train him to turn his eyes away. Number one, education begins at home and you do that, you do that straight away. Number two, if you find anyone doing it, challenge them, challenge them. And my sister, if you are a victim of it, report them to the police immediately. Let them be locked up and learn the absolute hard way that this is not a behavior that is acceptable. Number two. Number three, society needs to create punitive punishment, serious punishment for those who perpetrate such, such crime. It is not acceptable that they're given two weeks sentences, four weeks suspended sentences, then then free and roam on the street and do the same again and again. They become repeat offenders. Yes, they may become repeat offenders, a statistic in the law books, but they are a problem to the society. They are a problem and a menace to the society. Keep them locked up, train them, educate them, rehabilitate them properly, and then free them if you must. Brothers and sisters, in Islam, women are given full honor, full dignity, and full right in every sphere of life. Let no man ever degrade a woman. In Islam, a woman is treated like a mother and a sister, creations of Allah, given honor and dignity. Let no man ever violate that from my sisters. Allah has given you that honor. Allah has given you that freedom. Allah has created you as a woman, celebrating, and man listening to my speech today. Brothers, if you're listening to my speech today, please, for Allah's sake, honor woman as you would like to be honored. Treat them equally and fairly and justly and fear Allah. Because Allah has said, you are a protector. You are a protector of one another. You are a protector of one another. You are a protector of their honor. You are a protector of their dignity. You are a protector of their freedom. You are a protector of their security. You are a protector of their physical being. You are a protector in every way possible. Live up to it. Live up to it. That's what it means when Allah says, Allah has made men protectors of women, not bosses of women to bully them and harass them. No, protectors of women. May Allah forgive me and forgive us all. Ya Arhamur Rahimin, enable us so that we can protect one another. Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah, for degrading, for dishonoring, for causing trouble for our sisters, Ya Allah. Ya Arhamur Rahimin, protect our society, Ya Allah. Instill in us your fear and your consciousness, Ya Allah. Ya Arhamur Rahimin, protect us, Ya Allah. Ya Arhamur Rahimin, free us from this trouble, from this illness, from this pandemic, Ya Allah. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-barasi wal-jununi wal-judham. Allahumma rabbin nas, idha bil-ba'as, washfi anta shafi. La shifan illa shifak, shifak la yagadru saqama. Rabbana taqabbal minna, inna ka anta samu al-alim. Wa tuba alayna, ya mawlana, inna ka anta tawabu al-rahim. Inna Allah ya'mur biladhu al-ihsan, wa ita'i dhi al-qurba. Wa anha'an al-fahshai wa al-munkar al-baghi. Ya'idhukum la'allakum tadhakarun. Fadhkuruni adhkurukum, Please stand up and make the line straight.